This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Day. I'm Jason Dick. This is Political Theater. And today, we're talking about a name we are all familiar with. Mike. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this um, message. Not that Mike. More like... I'm Mike Gallagher. Mike Levin. Michael Cloud. Michael Gass. Mike Johnson. Mike Turner. Mike Conaway. And I approve this message. So we all know that Congress has at times had a bit of a diversity issue. That is fairly clear. Uh, what our listeners might not know is that there are 24 guys named Mike on Capitol Hill. It's the most popular name up there, right alongside John. To put that into context, there are more men named Mike than there are Republican congresswomen. I'm joined today by George Levines, our data guy, and Clyde McGrady, one of our Heard on the Hill reporters, who's graciously wearing a suit. <laughs> they've, been working on a, <laughs> they've been working on a project cataloging the names of the Congress people out there. George and Clyde, thank you for being here. Thanks Thank for you. having us, Jason. Uh, so let's talk about just uh, how how we got here, how we how we came up with the idea for for this project. Were you guys just kind of out and you're like, you know, let's there there are not enough stories about dudes named Mike. Well, <laughs> it go. actually, um, um, our editor um, during our herd on the hill, Lindsay um, Gilbert, production, yes. yes, we were just spitballing, um, you know, ideas, and somehow it just came to like, I wonder what like the name mm -hmm. makeup of Congress is. And we went from there and, you know, George put all this data together and we analyzed it and, you know, looked at the demographics of Congress from that. Did you realize that you were going to need the heavy hitting data skills of George Levine's Clyde right off the bat? Or did you try it? Did you make a go of it yourself? And you're like, all right, I need the cavalry here. No, right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. This was a job for George. Names are hard. It's uh, they. You know, it seems easy, but names are name matching and name patterns and things like that. It's, it's, it's tough. So I would imagine one of the things that is not easy about this, about the names, like what you just mentioned, is that some people, they go by their uh, not, what is not what perhaps their mother called them when they were um, uh, growing up. Uh, so Charles E. Grassley or Chuck Grassley. Uh, I mean, and and some people just go by names that we don't even, you know, like like Buddy Carter. You know, I mean, like there, there are there are all these different kind of nicknames that have become people's names, which aren't necessarily their names. So how did you work through some of that, George? Yeah, I mean, as much as people who wrangle data would love for there to be like an ANSI standard for for Michael, uh, it, it doesn't exist. And so um, right off the bat, I, when Clyde asked me about this, I was, I was actually pretty nervous because um, it turns out people take their names very seriously. Um, we My have... last name is Dick. I, I understand that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you might be the exception <laughs> to that. Um, but... But, we, you know, we have a whole members team that actually goes out and interviews uh, members' offices and asks them, you know, how they would like to be referred to in our publication. And invariably, those come back with, uh, you know, a wide range of formalities. And so we have, you know, we call it a master list of, of how we refer to um, members on the Hill. And so I started off with that list and immediately needed to, you know, make another column that I called used name, which was, uh, you know, the name that they're more commonly known by. Mm -hmm. um, 
either among peers or in the press, um, because oftentimes that did not line up with what uh, we've determined to be their sort of more formal name. They're masterless. They're masterless. CQ roll call masterless right. name. And, and, right. and, and Bernie Sanders is a perfect example of that, right? Like we, we refer to him as Bernard Sanders and I, I, I would hazard to guess that. We used to. We used, we used to. to. And now, and now we've, we've changed, changed it. because and, and actually what changed it was him running for president because when the guy's name is that you've used for years is Bernard Sanders and then every yard sign is Bernie and t-shirts are Bernie and every and SNL refers to him as Bernie. We, you, I mean, we bow to reality. Right. <laughs> that, that this is what this guy's name is, is Bernie now. Right. And and another good example of just like how kind of complicated this can get, uh, I, I would guess that most people, I didn't until I started doing this project, I would guess that most people don't know that Mitch McConnell's first name is not actually Mitch. Correct. Um, so... So are you, are you Addison. Yes. Yeah, Addison. Ad, Ad, Addison. Addison. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm horribly petrified in this right now that I'm gonna like mispronounce somebody's name and like, you know, have to make all kinds of apologies or anything. So so long story short is I, I was a little nervous about doing this. Um but you know, we're not trying to say too much with the data, but we are trying to kind of look at um Congress through a different lens. Uh and it turns out that, you know, some of the same themes and patterns that we know already um, come up through first name analysis as well, kind of as Jason alluded to in the intro. So Clyde, tell me a little bit about as you're talking to some of the several mics, like what are they telling you? Like when, I mean, one, what's the intro like? Like, Congressman, can I talk to you about your name? I mean, what? Uh, how did, how, like walk us through like your approach to them and also just some of the more interesting things that you found out when you're talking to them. Yeah, so we, um, we gathered um, some of them together for a photo um, and a video that we got. And um, I asked one, I, th I think I said, uh, did you know that, you know, Mike is one of the most popular names in Congress? And then he just goes, nobody's popular in Congress. <laughs> yes. um, John McCain used to joke that uh, it's just friends and family at this point. You know, that that's, that's what accounts for the approval rating <laughs> of like 11 to 19% or whatever it was. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, Michael Burgess said, I, I'm sure it's because, you know, mics are just like the friendliest people around. And are Mike, good at Michael Burgess said that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he of one, he is just one of four Michaels in the state of Texas, like representing Texas alone. And of course, I mean, the Texas big state, 36 members mm -hmm. of Congress plus two senators. So, so, I mean, there's a lot of, there, there could be a lot of mics going yes. around. So, now, now did this account, yeah. <laughs> now did this uh, also account for, say, in, in derivations, not just in what people are named and what they're called, but also, uh, uh, you know, other cultural like cause like Juan or Miguel or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was one of the, that was one of the sort of things that Clyde and I talked back and forth about a little bit, because when I started off doing this, I was grouping together, you know, Deb, Debbie, Deborah. And when I started doing that, I was like, well, why wouldn't I throw in, you know, Juan with John? Um, and, and, and that's where I start to kind of especially get nervous. Cause I'm like, okay, well, you know, what is, what kind of, are we making any kind of statement by making those groupings? Um, and at the end of the day, I'm not sure that there's a good conclusion. I think, you know, when Clyde sort of, when I handed off the data to Clyde and his editor and they sort of reported this out a little more, the, the topic sort of expanded and we started to realize, you know, politicians are thinking about their, 
name and how they present very um, judiciously and explicitly, especially on the campaign trail. Um, and and so that's that's really interesting. And so this analysis, I think, kind of became more interesting as I wrestled with these problems in the data and Clyde sort of asked more questions. So, I mean, th- this this is fun, but it's also, it seems like there's some value. I mean, like, what do you think, I mean, is there, what kind of value would you assign? Like, what when, when are you going to go back to the names, to you know, like th- that kind of project? Because at first it sounds like, uh, do we really want to do this? And actually, this is really kind of cool because it does talk about these issues of identity and how you relate yeah. to people and how you come across. I mean, it's it's very much tied into how campaigns are run and how images are are done. I mean, I, I mean, not to... Not to throw you too much of a softball, but I mean, this is a pretty, this is kind of cool. Right. <laughs> so t- to quote, um, you know, West Baltimore's um, one of their most famous philosophers. Um, my, my name, name is, is my, my name. name. <laughs> right. That was Marlo Stanfield, by the way. Um, I will say, like you said, it, it gets into these important questions about um, identity and, you know, image and presentation and what, you know, um, these people running for office think maybe, you know, voters want from them. And there's some social science behind um, names that says people do prefer, you know, simple names like Ted, John, Joe, um, Mike, just in actually like feel an attachment to people who, you know, have easier uh, names to pronounce, which I thought was interesting. Um, It's also, it's one thing to say, you know, these are the demographics of Congress, but I think when you break it down by name, it does um, uh, throw that into stark relief. And I know George like has like tons of data about, you know, there are, you know, more mics than, you know, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not going to get me out of here without citing some numbers, I guess, but I'll try to keep <laughs> keep it to a few. I think the most, or maybe not most interesting, but, but a couple highlights without kind of making uh, observations that stretch too far. I, there's as many mics in Congress as there are uh, GOP women total. There's nine senators. Oh, not just sorry, not just Congress women. Yeah, not just yeah, yeah, Congress nine senators yeah. and thirteen representatives. Um, that's from the latest uh, congressional research survey that our our members team just gave us. Um, African American women, there are twenty five compared to twenty four mics. So Asian uh, Pacific women um, ten and uh, Hispanic women fifteen. So yeah, I mean. I think that that's a nice little maybe uh, microcosm of the of the broader trends, um, but yeah, I mean th- this is so deeply personal. I think is what we kind of exposed here, and um, and holds meaning and value, and you know resonates with voters in different ways, et cetera. So um, yeah, and I think names are also getting more diverse, like just in the country and you know John and Mike they've just been such popular names in America for so long but if you look at um you know the most popular names of the past decade it's been you know like uh Liam and and Oliver so perhaps so what you're saying generations. is Congress is kind of a lagging indicator. Yes. I mean, like, pe- pe- yeah, people, you know, but people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, there's quite a few. They, they, you know, there's this is Congress, even as it gets a little younger, it is still a predominantly older institution in terms of a workplace for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to see some of those changes, like as we, uh, you know, as, as more people get elected, as yeah. more younger people get elected. And just to show you also how male dominated uh, Congress is, the top 14 most popular names are all like men's names. 
Like it, it's not until you get around like the 15th most popular and it's Debbie and Susan are mm. tied at like seven a piece. Okay. Well, Clyde, George, thank you so much for walking us through this. This is, uh, um, I, I, like I said, I'm, I, I love this kind of stuff. So, cause it just, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, a deeper dive into the world that we're facing every day that we don't always get a peek at. So thank you for doing this. Yeah. No thanks problem. for having us on. Uh, also, um, just for the record, according to the social security administration, uh, while Michael was the 14th most popular baby name in 2018, George was 127th, <laughs> Clyde was 724th, <laughs> and Jason was 100th. I'm right at the century yeah. mark. So, <laughs> so that's going to do it for political theater. Uh, thanks so much for listening. You can download the show wherever you get your podcasts. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Political Theater is produced by CQ Roll Call, leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Like Mike, I wanna be like Mike. Like Mike. If I could be like Mike.